Let's roll. Going once, going twice, sold. You're listening to The Property Pod, an accessible and easy way to get into or help understand the goings-on of the property market. Join Aaron, John and Pat as they discuss all things real estate, most likely get sidetracked and then try and rein it all back in as they present The Property Pod. That's right, listeners. We are back and we're already sidetracked. We are a little bit late with the recording today. It's because our boy John McGregor has been out of the studio for way too long and we've been catching up with all his kilt activities. Welcome back, J-Mac. Woo! <laughs> How are you, boys? <laughs> oh, you're as excited as we are. <laughs> Mate, where have you been? Tell us all about this um, Edinburgh tattooing. Oh, and so every time I say I was at the tattoo, um, everyone kept thinking, you, you, you guys getting like family tattoos? Like, it's, what's the deal? No, but what? it's a hangover from every year they've had the Edinburgh military tattoo where yep. you've got all these different bands and performers that get into Edinburgh Castle where it's all been set up and then they just do a massive performance. My so dad used to watch it on TV. He used to love it. He'd be, oh, the tattoo's on tonight. Like, yeah. Well, this is not fun, but he loved it. Hey, going into it was awesome because yeah. they actually – the, the part that we played is every night they had an opening ceremony and they had whichever clans wanted to participate along with the international clan bands. And so in uh, it was at the ANZ Park at Sydney and the, the backdrop was this big mock-up castle. Oh, so they had a big fake castle. Yeah, a big fake castle. And behind, like, we marched on to one uh, left-hand side onto the, and another – the international clan bands on the right-hand side. But just as a side note, the lady who – one of the um, – servicemen that was coordinating it all um, she was announcing the different clan names that was to go next and then when she called the McGregor she said and now my personal favourite tartan the McGregor's oh. so all 50 of us got to go yeah shove it to them <laughs> <laughs> my man I can't tell the difference between the tartans they all look the same except ours looks the best that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all righty well J-Mac is back on the deck Paddy B has uh, his shoulders aren't as heavy anymore because I clearly know nothing about real estate and Pat was uh, doing all the heavy lifting the last two and weeks. knows not much more. Yeah, but <laughs> you have John back. You fake it till you make it, and I just admit that I know nothing. I have a lot of segues <laughs> that don't always work. <laughs> but uh, we're lucky enough to have a special guest this week, and funnily enough, it is the interviewer becoming the interviewee. Hey, uh, we've uh, milked it a fair bit on our uh, <laughs> our notoriety in the Mercury, but this week we have Jared Bevan from the Mercury in with us at the desk. How are you, Jared? Good. How you doing? Yeah, really well. Thank you for coming in and uh, and giving us your morning. Sorry that you're uh, caught up in our um, little rendezvous with John. We've just missed him a, a fair bit in the last two weeks. <laughs> it's all good. As you can see from the start, he's uh, got a lot of personality and, uh, and yeah, it's been hard without him. Well, mate, it's, it's good to have you here too because uh, if uh, you're, you're the one that helped give us that initial boost back uh, when you and Roger came out um, with the first article. So, mate, thanks for, thanks for joining us. It was us. awesome. I think we went from eight listeners to nine listeners. <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't eight to seven. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, um, Jared, can you tell us, we know a little bit about you, but can you tell the listeners out there a little bit about yourself, how you got into, I guess, journalism and a little mm, bit about sure. yourself? So, at school, I was always good at English. I started to do some writing for uh, like street press and stuff when I was uh, in my late teens, so I could get free CDs and get into concerts. <laughs> nice. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. That was the plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which kind of worked really well because I worked my way into the Mercury on a similar similar sort of story. So working for free. 
Or getting freestyle. <laughs> or getting freestyle. <laughs> getting into things for free. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that little CD collection turned into like a thousand CDs just like taking up my whole garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got into the Mercury basically um, by pestering the editor at the time mm. saying like, oh, look at this music story, like there's like six mistakes in it. And <laughs> Gary Bailey being who he was, he was like, can you do better? So that was my opportunity. Yeah, I've, sure. I've already fixed them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's our freelance for the Mercury for a couple of years. So um, how do you move from music into real estate? Yeah, uh, that's, that's like pivot. Yeah, it's quite I, the pivot. Yeah. yeah. When I started at the Mercury, I was doing anything. I was doing advertising features for businesses. I was doing, I know, going to a fire on the on the weekends, chasing ambulances, whatever came across my desk. Yep. And uh, the real estate, you know, sort of like. Come fill in for two weeks doing real estate, mm. which I enjoyed, and maybe, maybe, uh, maybe eight years ago it became more of a full time thing, yep. mm. which worked really well for me. I was always into art and design and that sort of stuff, and so architecture sort of goes hand in hand with that. And it's then, kind of a grown up yeah, version of all the stuff that you want to do, yeah. 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 So it all sort of blended in together, and then I realised that it was actually a really good beat to work on because. You're mostly dealing with people who are really happy and excited or proud of what they've built or just mm. thrilled to be able to buy a house these days. Yeah, for sure. And So like the good news stories are easy to write. Absolutely. Yeah. And you don't have like, you know, you write a politics story and then everybody's mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you don't have to like scroll through the Mercury's um, feedback section at the bottom of an article reading all your haters. Never read the comments. <laughs> <laughs> See, I do. I love the comments. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. I like to be keyboard warrior back. I'm like, you're an idiot. That's, that's got 35 different accounts. That just come yeah, that's, the next that's why we don't have Pat on the social yeah. medias for the property pod. <laughs> what do you mean you thought we were sidetracked? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I was wondering, um, kind of, I found getting into this podcasting game as I knew nothing about real estate and then kind of these guys have helped me understand it more. Now I look into articles about things and find myself interested in it from the outset. Switching from, say, music as mm. a passion, like ideally did you think oh, I'm going to get into the thing and I'm going to be a music journalist for the Rolling Stone or uh, like, was there this great idea to be this is what I want to be and now you've pivoted in another direction? Kind of. Um, I did write a couple of things for Rolling Stone a million zillion years ago. Nice. Yeah, um, right. Which was cool and I thought that was like a moment. I was like, you know, everything's happening. Yeah. Um, and then I realised Hobart is a really long way away from <laughs> yeah. where everything is happening. <laughs> so there was a choice. It was like, you know, do you want to stay here or do you want to go and try and chase these other things? Yep. And I sort of had a foot in either world um, for a little while. But when the Mercury came up and... It just seemed like a really good gig yeah. for someone who grew up in Hobart reading the Mercury. I was like, yeah, cool. Of yeah, yeah. Of course, water yeah. It's one of those things where you think, I'll just do it for five years and then suddenly 20 years have gone by and you're one of the old guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I don't know how that happened. I have that same story at my job here. Yeah, I right. told my old man 12 months, I'll help you out. And I'm still here, what, 11 years later? <laughs> so, know that feeling. But could yeah. you imagine yourself doing anything else now? No. Yeah, I couldn't imagine you doing anything else now. Like, I know you went and did some hospitality. And well, we know I'm not going to take Jared's job because I can't spell <laughs> at all. So, <laughs> that rules me out of that industry. <laughs> well, Jared, how's that? If you've been at the real estate journalism now, how has it evolved, you know, to today versus when you started? Like you said, it was in good news stories. Was, has that always just been that? <sighs> For real estate, things have changed really 
really quickly. Mm. Um, we used to do, I don't know, like we used to do like four stories a year or something and now mm. it's just like a constant bang, bang, bang all the time. Is um, that because you have access to greater data now? Like before real estate agents, we used to pretty much be the only people that had the data. Now with things like CoreLogic and that's a big part of it, RP data and all the same company. Same company. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking REIT. Yeah. Um, a lot more companies are providing data to yeah. the public. Is that Absolutely. like helped you guys? become more confident with writing content? I think that is probably half of it. And the other half is that I got lucky that when I started doing real estate full-time, things were, the market was probably fine, just like slow and steady, and then it went zoom. And so the interest was there. The stories were just coming at me at a well, range of knots. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know you're yeah. right about anything. You're right about us. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, we found our feet now, guys, and we're, we're kicking goals. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Jared's clearly listened to enough to realise, he's like, ah, oh, this can't ruin my career. This can only boost it. <laughs> I've waited till episode 30. <laughs> I know some of the great stories that you're writing, though, especially when you've got, you know, different couples and individuals, about their, even an area saying, hey, we bought our first home here or sold our last home here. How are you actually finding those stories i think one of the hardest parts of my job is finding those people who are happy to spill their guts to the paper and be in a photo and all that sort of stuff Mm. i think tasmanians are maybe a little more shy about saying i spent two hundred thousand dollars more than i should on this home yeah yeah yeah, things that happen in in sydney and melbourne i'm a little jealous of some of the stories i do in sydney and melbourne honestly when i look around at the like the auction you know the fierce battles at the auctions or yeah yeah, the um, typical Sydney million-dollar dump story. Like, we don't have that here. Yep. It's not part of our industry. But I think from time to time it would be fun to write one of those stories. I suppose even if it did, it sort of, um, you know, just flies by under, under oh, the yeah, radar. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like a flash. Actually, there was an article I saw on Domain yesterday about some house that um, used to have Tasmanian devils in it. Have you seen this one? With the, It was like a zoo house. It's... Sent it through to the... Oh, and right. Fitzroy... No, no, here no, in no. Hobart. Was that Napoleon Street? Yeah, in Battery Point. Is that what yeah. it is? Former Zoo. Yeah. Former Zoo used to have yeah. Tasmanian devils in it and stuff. I was like, whoa, like this is something to check out. Mm. Yeah, rarely do we get something along the lines of that coming it's up. So like an every week thing for us, for sure. Yeah. And it's, I guess it's a matter of me actually being in contact with people and having them be aware that I just always want this stuff. Yeah. Like well, a lot of agents are good at ringing me and saying, hey, I've got this weird thing. <laughs> this is weird it, thing. Is it yeah, something? Yeah. And yeah. I'm always like, weird? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we love weird. Well, it, was like the, it was like the one that I had when the house had the two trams in it. I was thinking about that just last night. Yeah. yeah. But, but then Doesn't the, he like to bring these trams up? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, oh, a, it's, a, bloody it's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> but the, part, the thing was that uh, what I just realised then is it's all well and good to have a good old story, but then it's the human element that makes, makes it really, really interesting. That's part of... Like my, my dream for any story is finding the data myself so I know that I'm the only one working on it. I'm not mm. competing with other reporters around the place. Mm. Finding the human people to say, yeah, that was our experience and what you're talking about is right and then having the expert, the REIT or the core logic person or whatever, giving their two bob. It's sort of backing up with the credibility of the industry kind That's of stuff? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Well, how's that changed from when you first started one, I think I asked that question, but I'll ask it in a different way. <laughs> Good journalism. <laughs> exactly. Try and get the real answer yeah. from this time. <laughs> Shocking at this. Um, but I, I was asking the question how, like, how you're searching for those articles, but then in terms of relevance then for uh, for journalists, especially even in this real estate space too, where you're competing with so much information, how is that your journey now creating cut through to the market? Don't think I've had trouble with cut through Yet, while things have been going so well, my stories have all been flying. They've been yeah. getting 
good spots in the paper and as many clicks as we can possibly get online, which has become more and more important mm. 2019 compared to four years ago. Which um, even in five years, like that's I, still yeah, it's traumatic. Yeah, I said to my boss um, earlier this year <laughs> at my performance review actually, um, <laughs> she said to me, oh, what, was your, what were your best stories this year? And I said, oh, once upon a time would have been this one that was on the front page, that one that was on the front page, whereas now it's like, did that one get 2,000 clicks? Did that one get 4,000? Like oh, that's, right. I'm, I'm looking at things completely. And sometimes that's the same story. But the measuring of the metrics is the so measuring, different based right, on... It really is. ...kind yeah. of is, is it clickbaity or does it have yeah. something that jumps out like a crazy yeah. bit of Tasmanian devil story... That's right. ...over yeah. a house sells for this much in like Chigwell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's one thing that it's exciting where you said real estate often is a... There are so many good news stories where you don't have to go out and search for a clickbait story to make something up just to engage. It's just that it's a it's it's a heart connection that most Australians have, so it's always something that we're going to be drawn to. Absolutely, yeah. and especially if it's happening in someone's backyard, they want to know what's happening with their neighbour, what's happening with the suburb across from them, mm. if their house is worth more than theirs. Or yeah, yeah. Like people <laughs> yeah. Yeah. get caught up in that stuff, which is um, it's kind of like sport. It's like it's all part of the game. Um, I don't think you know if we say in the paper that. Chigwell's median price is going up and up and up or whatever. It doesn't matter to the people who live there. It's all the people outside the game. Yeah. Everyone else is looking at it like, yeah. oh, why them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why Everyone, not me? Everyone's getting out their yardsticks and going, you... Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. wish yeah. I'd have bought there four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't I get into this? Ago, 15 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I had an opportunity once, you know. I really, <laughs> I really could have bought there. Oh, okay. Did you? Nope. nope. <laughs> yeah. The other side of that is I've met plenty of people who were like, "Yeah, I bought this little place for seventy thousand in Tranmere oh, in nineteen fifty four, and yeah. just sold it for seven hundred. Yeah, <laughs> just sometimes I'll say it's like, how is that information helpful to me? <laughs> yeah. 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 What I love is when they then squirrel over the last ten or fifteen thousand when they've told you that story. Yeah, <laughs> like you're down to that last little bit of the negotiation and the vendor's been a real hard person wanting that last bit more. I'm like, come on, you already told me you bought it for fifty thousand dollars. We've got your five five hundred and fifty thousand. What's an extra ten? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, come on, help me out here. <laughs> so I actually haven't checked out the paper today. So this is going out on the thirty first of October, so it's Halloween here. But just this week the paper shrunk. Mm. Absolutely. Does that change the guide at all? Did you guys shrink as well? Uh, or? We did shrink a little bit as well. Yep. Um, Does that mean your stories have to shrink in size? <sighs> Probably a tiny bit. <laughs> like maybe I'll write less thirty words. Well, yeah. I mean, it might. It might not even. Maybe it's a hundred. Yeah. Um, on that digital topic, I'll still write eight hundred for the web, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And like then I'll, will someone come in and editorial lies, or you'll do that yourself? Yep. Yeah. So you're basically version, doing slightly two versions, version. hey? You're doing a print and an online version. I mean, times. mostly I'll just be like chop, 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 like six <laughs> pars, gone, <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah, easy. All the good stuff that's at the bottom that you don't get to. That's where you, exactly how you they get teach to put you to write. Put the good stuff at the top. Yep. I really like the new size real estate guide. It's like more of like a magazine now than it feels like you can read it in more accessible spots. I always think news, newspapers on aeroplanes don't shouldn't exist. Ah. But now it kind of feels like it could. Like it's I could easily yeah, read absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I always wonder like you get onto the plane and the front of the plane there they've got those free newspapers and it's always a freaking Australian which is like oh, the spreadsheet. Yeah. yeah. And then you're watching these old men trying to read a newspaper and they've got their arms across two chairs yeah, and I'm like punching in the face yeah. being obnoxious. Is th- yeah. Mate if you get to sit at the front of the plane you can be as obnoxious as you want. <laughs> yeah yeah. It's just yeah. how it rolls. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think the new size is good though. The two things I wanted to know was uh, was it going to be 
more or less or the same number of stories and so far it's been more, which is positive. Yep. Mm. And the other thing is the font size because obviously lots of newspaper readers are older. You don't yep. want to be shrinking it down. And, and then they can't see it. And then they can't see yep. it. See, that's something I hadn't thought of, but that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Like, oh, massive consideration. Like, yeah, yeah, font size. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah, it's the yeah. same when you see it on their phone with the screen filled up with like four words because <laughs> they've got it on the mega. It's my like, dad. <laughs> <laughs> 414 Real Estate has been operating within the northern suburbs of Hobart since 2006 with their innovative approach to marketing and managing your property. They have all your property needs covered. Find out more by visiting them today at 414.com.au. Well, have you found that um, the way that you write the stories have, has changed over the years given is it is the, like the demographics engaging with the print itself versus the online? Have you found you have you had to change the way that you write? I might have changed the way that I write, but just in that everybody gets better with more repetition at anything that they I, do. Okay. I think John, well, the way I read his question, I'm mm. going to rephrase yeah, it, please. is John's yeah. from the outside, I think he's imagining like an older demographic is reading the newspaper where a younger demographic might be reading online. So mm. you're adapting the language used to appease the different people that are reading it. And also <laughs> too, like your readership base too, you know, if it was 20 years ago versus today. Are the stories different? So using words like YOLO and that. On <laughs> your online I can't quite get my question. It's been a long week. There was, a, I did notice there was an LOL in the um, letters to the editor on Monday or Tuesday. It's like, that's got to be a first. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really change um, it. I don't really change it if I'm writing. I'm, I'm kind of always writing. Stay true to yourself. I'm writing for both at all times anyway. Yeah. Um, um, it's not completely rare, but it's less often that I'm writing something that would be just for the web. Yeah, okay. Um, and part of that is if you can get it into the paper, the editor's behind it, it's going to get a better spot on the website, it's going to get more clicks anyway, so it's kind of it's hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was, I was, it was sort of I was asking the question just and specifically for the real estate space is that, you know, you're not writing a story just for the clickbait to get attention. You're still searching for a great story first. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and always. I guess when you guys are writing your text for your listings, mm. you're trying to capture an audience with the property and you've got a certain amount of space to fill that in with your words. Yep. So you're not thinking like, oh, should I drop some YOLOs and stuff in this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless <laughs> you maybe you've got this like brand new super tech home that Pat l would love with like the Google Homes and everything adapt like a smart house. Mm. You might be like, YOLO everybody, like, <laughs> get in your smart <laughs> house. Actually, now you say that, I want to get your opinion. What do you, what are you, what's your opinion on uh, real estate agent ads? <laughs> please don't comment yeah, on mine yeah. please go for it mate this is going to be fun <laughs> then everybody's got a different way of doing things I suppose that's changed over the years too you mm. can see that even people selling the same house like two years apart like one might have like really almost like tweets just like dot point dot point dot point you know, get out and the other one's done thousand word like walk through telling you what the ceiling looks like in every room or whatever yeah i think there's probably a time and a place and a good fit for both okay the thing that's really changed dramatically as far as ads and it's lifted the um the guide as well is everyone's got such great photography well almost everyone's got mm. such great photography <laughs> especially <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. It's amazing what you can do now with the yeah. tools at your disposal. It's crazy that you can pop a drone up and get a view of. We're so blessed here in Hobart that the mountain is basically your perfect backdrop for anything. Mm. Like if you're mm. ever stuck for, hmm, how will I frame this photo? It's like, well, if I can show that the mountain looks like that in, near this photo. And the yeah. river's over there. And the river's over there. Boom, I've got a hero photo without even trying. And then, yeah, it just branches out from that. Like we've discussed in previous episodes used to be sketch artists that would just draw a little picture mm. or it used mm. to be you'd wait for the roll of film. Now you can literally send me out in the morning, I'll take the photos and you could have it sent through listed by the afternoon. afternoon. Mm. Absolutely. Well, I remember going back a while now, the Mercury used to send out their photographer for mm. editorial. Yeah. So oh, yeah. now we just email your photos through yeah. Aaron or whatever photo yeah. we put through for an editorial and the Mercury will just use the ones that already exist where they used to go and send their own individual person out Absolutely. to yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause, shoot every house. Yeah. I yeah. suppose, yeah, because now they're just, well, everything's just done by professionals at this point. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. these photos, like, if you go out and do a house and spend four hours on it, but my photographer's got like 20 minutes to zoom in. Yeah. I mean, we're not getting yeah. the drone shot. We're not getting the sunrise picture. We're not. Oh, it's, and yeah. it's people yeah. like, oh, you, you've got to spend that long here. And I'm like, oh, well, if you really want the photos to compete do you want with. top dollar? Yeah. <laughs> do you want it to compete <laughs> with everybody else? To, well, it? like, just go have a coffee. The oh. standards just lifted so high. It's, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, it's amazing. And it's, it's great working with John and Pat and, like talking about the way different agents will sell properties differently, John's storytelling in like the tram article that you guys talked about before. Like I made that video, but I went back and rewatched it because John's storytelling of you're travelling on a train and you're doing <laughs> yeah. it. I'm just like, oh, man, I want to buy this property. Like I have zero interest in the property, yeah. but I want to buy it just from your storytelling. Like that kind of thing yeah. sold me on it. We should do a follow up. Really, I wonder who owns it now. Uh, oh, we can put you in touch. She actually did a um, okay. that was she content, content, content. <laughs> well, that, that, that ABC did a um, a feature on the train history of Tasmania, and they reached out to her. Yeah, really? she'd love to. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the other thing too, with those properties, you really don't know who's going to buy it. Yeah, you know, and I, I, that's part of the fun for me is seeing okay, who's going to fall in love with this place, and inevitably, I'm always wrong. Which is it, you just think. You think this would be an appropriate person and then they just come way out west and go, well, I wasn't expecting, you know. But that again comes to, you know, where that great story comes from. Mm. And, oh, yeah, you should, mate, reach out. Yeah, that'd be great. Put you in touch. Yeah, yeah. As a family-run business, First National Real Estate McGregor understands that the property market can be stressful. However, with a strong team in both sales and rentals, we are here to guide you through the property maze. Find out more today at mcgregorfn.com. I've noticed your uh, footwear there, Jared, is quite outlandish. We may have to get a photo. Um, I did a little bit of research prior to the show when I, I went onto Instagram and saw that you were really big into your – are they Air Force Ones or Nike? Yeah. So you're into your uh, Nike yeah, yeah, sneakers. Next today. Pat, Pat is a wild, um, avid fan, so we've got a bit of a shoe-off going on. But, um, I did spend more time choosing my shoes this morning than I did what I put on to wear. <laughs> I was looking at the shell thinking, which ones will I wear today? Jared's still one, mate. I oh, know. <laughs> well, I wanted to go Nikes and I didn't have a lot of outlandish Nikes. So. Yeah. Pat was um, – Pat was just showing me an agent in Sydney just the other day. Uh, what was the – is it Novak or something or uh, – No, it was um, Gavin Rubistein. Mm-hmm. Are you all over this guy? All right, so this he's, guy – He's like the sharp-dressed real estate agent, man. Okay. Yeah. He's super sharp-dressed in kind of a shiny, chic suit. But, but if you go through his Instagram page, 
every, every photo. He's got white Air Force Ones on and they just must be part of his branding. Oh, really? So he's got the like, most expensive suit you'll ever probably own in every photo. Yeah, right. Paired with a pair of white Air Force Ones. <laughs> so I've got two questions in regards to this okay. is where and why is this shoe craze? Like what got you into it? Because I don't understand shoes. Shoes for me are literally go into the shop, grab them, put them on and then I'm going to wear them to death. But like I know people get like shoe cleaning kits and you got a special box for no that was your hats that's my hats yeah i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> i'm a bit of a collector what's going on <laughs> yeah. um where did your obsession begin i can excellent yeah okay um so the short version the shortest version is it's michael jordan's fault i think it's his fault for a lot of people isn't it <laughs> yeah absolutely it's just i grew up playing basketball i'm still obsessed with it today like he had just the coolest of everything yeah and I don't know, just the way that that Chicago team dominated. Mm. This is like when it was like yeah, Scotty Pippen so and Luke Longley and all like the, the super squad yeah. and yeah. all that stuff. Um, so that got me into it when I was young, and obviously I was like, you know, pestering mum and dad, like, oh, I need those ones, I need those ones. They're like, that is a stupid prize. <laughs> Get real. Yeah, at least you had good taste. And eventually, you grow up, you start making your own money, and you realise Nike's re-releasing that stuff you couldn't get when you were young. So yeah, mm. buy a bit of that, and ten pairs turns into twenty pairs, and um, that was normal, normalish, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, then there, it was the period a while ago where the Aussie dollar was like a dollar seven. Oh, yeah, when we got oh, like yeah, right yeah. into a good spot. Yep. yep. That was a perfect storm for me because <laughs> I had disposable income. Yeah, you could easily find like a, a discount code or whatever on American shops. They deliver in five days. So it was even quicker than shopping in Australia. Yeah. That Aussie dollar is why I have like 80 hats. Absolutely. Yeah. Like every time a special edition hat came out that was only in America, I would buy it and ship it over because yep. the Aussie dollar was so strong. So yep. on the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty much getting, at the time, it was um, Kobe Bryant shoes for basketball. I've got like 40 pairs or something because every every other week they'd release a new colour and I'd be like, oh, damn, that one's awesome. That one's way better than the last one. <laughs> yeah, my wife used to joke that it's, oh, look, it's New Shoe Friday because I'd order them on the Saturday and by Friday we'd be getting that delivery. So are we ordering the new SpongeBob SquarePants shoes that are coming out this week? So, yeah, Kyrie, um, the flat earth thing bothers me a little bit with him. He seems like a... Bit of a crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just I think that one's more for the kids. I'm back away. <laughs> See, I, I don't follow the actual name behind the shoe. It's just how outlandishly colourful you just like it the is. Colours in the pictures. And, yeah. um, you do a collaboration with Disney, and I'm all over it. <laughs> like, give me Mickey Mouse and a shoe, and I'm there. <laughs> The collaboration game is just that's what's running the shoe industry these days. It's all it's kind of like Kanye West shoes and yeah. still Jordans and it's kind of like the Lego, how they kind of almost faded away and disappeared into nothing and then they started um, collaborating with, with NASA, collaborate yeah, with Star Wars, Star Wars, and then now it's all branded content. Like you can't find any original. Like Lego isn't just like Lego pirates; it's yeah, Lego, Lego parts Star- of the Caribbean, Lego Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it's limited edition, so yeah. everybody gets in a frenzy. Well, I like tell you, a housing market. <laughs> yeah, next thing we'll be doing collaborations. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, there's collaborations between agents, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You start using well, like limited edition as the heading to my next property. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> and it might move it quicker. YOLO limited edition. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'd, you know, I'd get a collaboration with that guy who does that. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best I'll get. <laughs> well, like, look, uh, hopefully the, if the podcast hasn't done anything, it's humanised a few agents <laughs> yeah. out there. And it shows like that. Like I said, try and take the wank factor out of it. <clears throat> Indeed, I love that. Which, they got which they got featured too. 
I love my that one, my one bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know you could use language like that I in the newspaper. Either. Sometimes <laughs> things just <laughs> slip that one through to the keeper. Yep. <laughs> No, that was brilliant. Well, Jared, thank you so much for coming in. It's been an absolute blast uh, having you on the other side of the mic. No problem. Um, thank that, you. And if I could just ask one question then, mm. is it um, – This where, is John's typical thing, just yeah, trying to wrap up no, and John just keeps where, going. Where, where, all right. where do you think the, uh, like the future of real estate journalism might lead you? Or even if someone was trying to get into it? I would love someone to get into it. It would be awesome to have another reporter to work with. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, where might it lead? I mean, I'd love to write the first – Hobart House sold for $10 million story. Hopefully I'm still around long enough to see that. That'd be nice. Yeah, we'll be, be nice. on the, we'll be on the hunt for you, mate. 6.5. <laughs> I'm just still sitting on that one. Oh, 6.5. There you 6. go. 6.5. That was a good one. That was big. Um, where might it lead? Back to music writing. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like throwing out a dream world scenario. is like what band could call you and say, we need you to come and write for us, Jared. This is going to be it. Oh, look, probably someone who died at 27, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The magic number. I'm not getting the Kurt Cobain phone call. <laughs> uh, well, if, if, if you were going to do a real estate collaboration then, who, who would you do it with? Some Ooh, collab. Oh, I'd have to do it with REA because that's who we're linked with. <laughs> yeah, but now, now, you've, now you've got that out of the way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which famous person? Have, have their branding <laughs> on An open home sure. featuring Metallica yeah. playing in the front yard. <laughs> God, I, got, I had tickets to that and then yeah, I, yeah. I went back into rehab. Anyway, back to the story. Who you got? <laughs> who went into rehab? Um, um, Hetfield. Hetfield, oh, really? yeah, we had yeah. tickets to that, and I was in Melbourne at the time too. Oh right. Any time I see they're cancelling gigs, I just assume oh, yeah, the ears are broken or yeah. <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> like that. Um, hmm. Collaboration. I don't know. Invite me back for another poll, and I'll I'll give you. A I, reckon if, I reckon if we get the original, uh, was it the '93 Bulls team when Jordan and the crew were around? Was that about that era? What year was that? Okay, like yeah, with Scotty Pippen uh, and all that. Like was get them really? to play down the Dillon Entertainment Centre. Yeah, yeah, with we'll we'll their full collaboration with the full team back <laughs> <laughs> in Glenorchy. Dennis that'll, Rodman. That'll happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I heard Jared say that uh, we have to get him back, so I'm more than happy to hold him to that. We'll uh, yeah, cool. maybe when we get to episode sixty, we'll hit you up and <laughs> yeah. and see if we're still going strong. Done deal. Awesome. Thanks for coming in, Jared. Excellent. Thanks for that, mate. Have you here? That's all right. Thank Good you to have much. you back, J Mac. Thanks, boys. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> John's personal fan club up the back there. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See ya. You have been listening to The Property Pod, produced and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Real Estate and McGregor First National Propriety Limited. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek and use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information.